This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by the hair team for men. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 114. Today's guest was the hairstylist on Seinfeld for over 100 episodes spanning season five through season nine, Judy Crown. Thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Do us a solid and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at This Thirsty. Go to our website, SeinfeldPodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 114, Judy Crown. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 114. Today's guest has over 70 TV and film credits to her name as a hairstylist, including CSI New York, Murphy Brown, Moonlighting, Dear John. And of course, she was the hairstylist on Seinfeld for over 100 episodes spanning seasons five through season nine. Please welcome Judy Crown. Judy, thanks for joining. Thank you so much. It's great to be. Uh, thanks for joining us, Judy. This is a special treat for us because we've we've talked to some guest stars, so many writers, but no one I think that's been on that represented over a hundred shows. So that's quite a testament to you. So take us back your your first episode, I believe. You tell us if I'm wrong. According to IMDb, was the Masseuse, which was mid season of season five. So tell us a little bit about yeah how the how the how the job came about. Um, I'm not not exactly sure how the job came about, but I think that the first episode I did was the um, was the mannequin one with that, um, you know, she had uh, there was a mannequin neck uh, in the store that had the same hairstyle as she did. But I believe I started then, but I didn't get screen credit till the next one. I uh, I think that was just a mistake. I think that's true, but I re- because I remember that episode and I remember doing the mannequin, but I, I I'm very confused about how that all came about. The one you're talking about is the um, is the pie, no? Um, yep, the I, episode you know, that you're referring to is the pie. Yeah, where, I just remember the mannequin and the hair and the mannequin. Yeah, that's that's the pie. Yeah, I mean, that I think season five. That's actually after. Um, but they might have filmed yeah, it first. They might have filmed it first, though. We don't know the order of filming, but that oh, makes sense. Well, I think they probably filmed them in order. And the only reason I'm confused is because to prepare myself to meet you guys and right. to know <laughs> what the heck I'm talking about, <laughs> I had to watch all those episodes all over again. <laughs> So I've spent the last week, you know. Oh my gosh! Looking so at all those episodes. So I. Oh, very know. cool. So you worked on the mannequin one. So did you actually have to make the hair on the mannequin to look yeah. like Elaine? Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Maybe you can kind of touch yes. on that a little bit, I guess. Uh, well, it was very funny. It was fun to do. As I look back on it, I didn't think I did a very good job on that particular thing. But um, uh, but it was a very funny episode. I, I loved working on that show. Yeah. So. So take us back. So you were doing growing pains, uh, obviously moonlighting, like a lot of um, I also prominent designing women, designing women, of uh, course. Yeah. Delta yeah. Um, so, but 
obviously, so Seinfeld obviously had a hair designer for the first five seasons. Um, and then you got the call. Like, was there a relationship with someone on the show? Like, how, how'd you get the Seinfeld gig? Do you remember? No, I don't oh, remember. I have no idea. My eyes are watering. I was under a fan. Um, uh, I, I don't know how I got the job. Um, I know the hairdresser that was there before, um, but um, I don't know why. I don't know why they quit or were fired or what the situation was. I just got a call. Do you want to do Seinfeld? And and I said, okay. It was very it was cool. Simple and I didn't have anything to do with, you know, what happened before. I didn't have any knowledge of that. Okay. And what, what, cause we talked to, um, we called, we talked to a costume designer um, from the show and she had mentioned that Jerry had told her that he wanted the, the show to seem like it was almost timeless. Like, the, the outfits they were wearing shouldn't really be put into any, you can watch it 20 years later and it still kind of looks the same. I yeah. don't know. Did he give you any type of notes like that or anything like that between him and Larry David, as far as what they were looking for, anything like that? No, they didn't say a thing to me about that. What um, did they say anything to you about? Rain to do oh, okay. what I wanted. Now, you know, of course the, my, my biggest focus was Julia Right. And um, I thought in, you know, in thinking back over the shows, I thought I changed her hair pretty quick. But I think it took me a season and a half to get her to change her hair. And so then, you know, then we cut her hair a little shorter and, and had it more free flowing and curly and all that. And I think she looked much better. TV Guide. um uh, voted her. I, I don't know what season it was, but they voted her uh, best hair in television, and they invited me to the Oprah Winfrey show. Wow, Chicago. Um, but and so that was very nice. I got a little trip to Chicago for a couple of days, and it was very nice. And uh, you know, I like that a lot. Hey, from uh, from Oprah to this podcast is making me thirsty. Very similar audience sizes, so we're uh, we're glad to have you. Now, uh, so actually, speaking of Elaine, why don't I, I'm going to pull up? Like I said, let me pull up um, a couple photos, and we'll just give me one second and kind of take us take us down memory lane, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, let's see. We'll edit this out, Tony. Obviously, uh, yeah, I was going to say while he's doing that. Um, you know, I'm curious how much input the actors had in their style. Like, was Julie involved in that when when she when you made the change, or or you know, how much did uh, did they come to you, or did you go to them first? As far as that goes, as far as changing the look, uh, no, uh, it was just between me and Julia. You know, oh, wow. decided between us to change her hair. I mean, they never told her how she should wear her hair or anything, and and. Uh, and so when the time came and she decided she wanted something different, I, I think I urged her to change it. Um, I liked her hair much better, more free flowing and all of that. It could, you know, it could get messy and funny easier. And, all right. Uh, and can you guys, can you guys see the slides? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's, let's, I mean, no hairstyle. Yeah. this is the main one we're talking about. I'm, and I'm probably in the minority here, Judy. Don't get mad at me. I loved the poof. Loved oh, it. Nice. That's nice. Um, and you're right. It took, it took about a year and a half because I think she switched. You came around mid season five and she switched it over to season seven, but yeah. Yeah. So tell, I don't know. Tell us about like when you first got there and you saw this, 
kind of what some of those conversations were like with Julia and kind of how the, the process started, you know, well, bringing that down. You know, when you start a show in the middle of a season, you kind of go along with what's there already. And, um, you know, I, there's a certain amount of time you, you, you need to gain the person's confidence to let them know that you know what you're doing. So if she says, I want my hair like this, I go, okay. And I just do it. And uh, as we got to know each other um, over the, the season uh, was, was when I was able to convince her to change her hair. Wow. And, and that just happens. Like she's sitting in that chair. Like what kind of small talk do you and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus talk about doing hair? uh that's a real hard question <laughs> you know whatever whatever was the, the subject of oh this stupid thing it was whatever the subject of the moment was um also we didn't do in the makeup room we didn't do a whole lot of small talk because um the writers were always coming in and saying your lines are changing and um so you have to do this instead of that and I was totally amazed by them because they go, okay, they don't even, they didn't even write it down. They didn't do anything. And they said it line for line so perfectly. Their, their, their memories were um, just fantastic about their, about their lines. And so, you know, I, I didn't do a lot of uh, chit chatting when I was working on their hair. All right, so this is uh, this is an interesting one. We, have, we just told you this also an audio podcast. I just want to set it up. So we have three different pictures of Elaine here. We have um, from the strike when she gets a steam bath on the bottom there from uh, uh -huh. from Kramer with the hair, you know, the flatted and everything. Yeah. And then the top right is her when she had those strands going a little bit. It was only a few a few episodes, but that's a season seven look. And then the one to the left is her her more iconic look that I believe you're talking about with the curls. Yeah. That she yeah. you know, pretty much had from from seven through nine. Uh, maybe touch on on all three of these, if you will. I mean, I think the bottom one is the most interesting because I'm sure you had to do a lot there with the steam and everything. Well, the, <laughs> that's very <laughs> funny because her hair is is really naturally curly, so that is really the way her hair looks when it's wet. That's it. So there wasn't anything you have to do to that except make her hair wet. So that was easy. The other one, um, she does a lot of, um, she, she did a lot of moving around with her head. And um, she liked it when she would get a little disheveled, uh, you know, when some crisis would come along and she would get a little disheveled. And that would be one of those, one of those times. I, I don't remember, you know, that particular um what the reason was for that particular shot but um yeah it's, it's interesting how you mentioned you kind of just thought of this idea i mean when we we actually think about elaine we think when her hair changes the actual character changes she went from kind of cutesy elaine with the boof to this more business-like like uh empowered woman yeah she got a better job she became a you know president of a company um uh so her hair and her clothes changed along with her character. So I guess my question there is, did, was, was there any influence from Larry on that, knowing she would kind of shift in character and wanted a different look, or you kind of just coordinated that with Julia and maybe the costume designer? Just with Julia. Just with Julia. 
Um, the only time Larry David ever spoke to me about hair <laughs> is um, uh, one night I was having dinner out. It was a Sunday night. I was having dinner out with my husband and uh, Larry David called me up on the phone and he said, listen, I got to have a ponytail tomorrow. And I go, uh, okay, for, for what? what? She's got to look at a Tanya Harding person. And I go, okay. Um, and what color ponytail do you need? Platinum. Okay. So I, I, I had to see this girl the next day and we were shooting it the next day. You know, I never saw that episode in, in all the episodes. I, was <laughs> I think it's the understudy you're talking about. Possibly um, that Midler. It could be. It, I, I don't think. So. Well, it could be. Um, it's the Tanya Harding twist. That's what sort of made me think of it. You know, I'm going to have to go back and look at that because I saw the Bette Midler episode as well when I was doing my little research here. And I never I never noticed that. That's really terrible. Uh, anyway, so the next morning I showed up with everything, all the all the hair pieces that I had accumulated over years and years that were any shade of blonde, because when someone says platinum, you know, it could be white or it could be light blonde. It could be a lot of different colors. And since we had to shoot it that next day, I didn't have a chance to kind of, you know, wander around and find something. So I brought everything I had in the next day and we made a, a ponytail for this girl. And um, the next thing I heard from Larry was, good job. And that was <laughs> nice. This, yeah. uh, this next one was one of our favorites, too, with the delicate genius, Wendy Malik. It's, it's part of the running joke in the episode that her hair is old fashioned. She has that kind of curl at the bottom, like the 60s yearbooks we all see. Um, yeah. uh, you know, maybe speak to this one a little bit. What was the direction here? I I'm assuming, uh, you know, they, they kind of since it was a part of the joke, they must have given you some input, I hope. Um, no, but I read the script. Right, right. And, um, and and actually, my um, the the my assistant hair. There, there were two hairdressers on the show and two makeup artists. And um, the other hairdresser did her hair at my at my direction. So um, she did a good job. So it sounds like a lot of trust, huh? I mean, how does that? How is that different from you mentioned designing women, growing pains? Like these guys just kind of you read the script and interpreted how you wanted to. Is that how sitcoms go? No, not, nece not necessarily. Uh, on designing women, there was a lot, uh, lot more input about hair, but it really was mostly between the actor and the actress and me. Um, there were very few incidents, you know, just like on Seinfeld where there was a specific thing that they wanted me to do with the person's hair to, to relate something that was going on in the script. Uh, but they, but the actresses um, had their, had their own preferences about how they wanted to do their hair. On Designing Women, I can, at the, at the moment, we did one, we did one scene on Designing Women that was a, a flashback to the 40s and of course I had to do everybody's hair in a 40s hairstyle and um and then another time and that one doing that scene got me an Emmy so that was fun and um another time I had to do um what's his name the actor um I can't remember his name what show 
on designing women to do kind of cornrows in his hair. They wanted him to have cornrows. And so I did cornrows in his hair. So th not, there's not a lot of um, uh, major supervision of how they want people's hair. Huh. Well, no. we always enjoyed Mike Seaver's curls. So great job there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so George, well, okay. That one. Okay. That Jason Alexander is a wonderful friend and um, one of the funniest people I ever met in my whole life. And when anybody, it's very jokingly, but anybody that says, I don't have to do anything to Jason's hair, he gets up in arms. He <laughs> has to have his hair blown dry more than anybody else. <laughs> So that's his joke. And um, uh, he was, of everybody, um, the most, why he didn't win an Emmy on that show is absolutely beyond me because he is so unlike the character he plays. I mean, it is a real creation because he is a real gem of a human being. Yeah, I mean, got well said. I mean, he he had stiff competition from, you know, his own castmate, but although those are like secondary characters, any of these guys could have got a lead character, yeah. Yeah, they were all very funny, but Jerry basically played himself. Um, Michael Richards has one thing he does, and that's what he does. <laughs> Jason can do, um, Anything you give him. I worked with him on so many different shows and things. Uh, and he has played so many different characters, you know, um, really kind people, um, George, um, you know, all sorts of things. He is so incredibly versatile. So from a hair perspective, uh, again, I would say seasons two through um, seven, he had this kind of a little wider angle on the sides let me take it to the next picture i noticed season yeah. eight you really went short here on the sides yeah what yeah he was, wanted it cut short so he got a short haircut that was it <laughs> yeah that's it now what about his chest hair did you do all hair what's the kind of that's, uh, that's that's not my department <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's interesting. Then season nine, he went back to fill it out. Just season eight, he went tight, which is interesting. Uh, and maybe only I noticed that, but um, or I'm sure you did as well. I noticed it too. Yeah. So wait, um, let me ask you: Are hairstylists are you trimming and cutting this hair, or no? It's just kind of. No, I cut his hair. I mean, oh, I, I did cut his hair on that show. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Judy. You. <laughs> Speaking of cutting hair, you came after, I think your first episode was after The Barber, if you remember that episode um, in season five, but it was centered all around, um, obviously, The Barber and Jerry getting a bad haircut. I'm wondering if you... I sort of vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Jerry did have his own, his own person who cut his hair, but I would, you know, kind of, kind of fiddle with it a little bit to... Uh, you know, if, if there was something out of place or something like that, but he was never one to get um, into the hair department much, although uh, he was a wonderful person. He One of the things he would do 
when um, he would come into the makeup room, you know, when he he did those stand-ups in the beginning of the show, um, he would do them really at the end of the show when, when we were shooting it. And uh, he would come in and get makeup. And I would just, in you know, have sort of conversation in conversation, I would ask him questions. And um, he said that he told me one time that it was really nice for me to come in, for me to sit there and ask him questions and take his mind off things. Because when he, because these jokes he was doing that that we were getting ready to film, he wrote that day. And um, when he goes out on the road, his jokes, he takes to, you know, obscure places and tests them out for months before he takes them to like uh, the Tonight Show or something like that. And uh, and he and he he thought it was nice that I that I would sit and talk to him before the thing. It was fun. It was fun asking him questions. And that's great. That's so great to hear. Um, yeah. You know, um it's just so it's so great to hear those kind of stories. The um, the one we're looking at now is is from the episode The Secretary. Um, where Vicky yes. Lewis plays uh, Ada, and she has two different hairstyles. You know, she's very buttoned up with her hair her hair very up and tight, and then she lets it yes. down, and uh, you know, George ends it up. You know what happens there? Um, yeah. This might have been a fun one to kind of kind of get the dual the dual looks for her. Um, and, and just as the first kind of guest star, we kind of touched on too, as far as. Um, you know, how that works. We've had some guest stars on that kind of said they did their own uh, makeup or they might have done their own hair. But in this case, I'm, I'm assuming you might have played a part in this one. That's how we brought it up. Um, I, I didn't play a part in doing her hair, but in supervising the other hairdresser. Um, uh, some hair, some actors, actresses that come on the show, they they don't seem to ever do their own hair, but a few have had their own hairstylist, like Bette Midler had her own hairstylist and uh, a couple other people brought their own hairstylist because that's what they do, you know? Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. A bigger star like Bette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's next, Ohio? Some oh, there you go. All right. Well, so what we're showing here is the the famous uh, Scofflaw episode, I believe, when George got the toupee. This had to be a this had to be a fun one. It was really really fun. Um, I searched everywhere. I have a lot of toupees and things like that. I even have some of Jason's toupees that I've done work with him on other things, but that was later. Um, this I tried. I went to this wig place I know, and I tried to find the worst toupee I could find. And so I brought back several of the worst toupees I could find. And the funny thing is, is that when you put hair on him, he looks so cute. (laughs) Really, it is really hard to make him look bad. You know, even though you know that that's a toupee, when you see it on screen. Ah, Judy, it doesn't look bad, in my opinion. No, I know that's it's hard. You can't make him. You cannot make him look bad when you put hair on him. You can't. It's he's just. It just makes him so cute. <laughs> so what? So like him, John Lovitz. Like you kind of sat them down and like worked the toupee into their head. Like um, is it yeah, that kind of simple? Work it into their hair. You just put it on their head. I can't Pop remember with John Lovitz. I remember seeing the the episode, but I can't remember particularly what I did for him. 
so this one, I mean, I'm assuming uh, Jerry and Larry, I don't know, had a sign off, or they must have just been laughing their ass off when when you kind of brought this in, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, was, you know, but I, I tell you, one criticism was that it looked too good. That yeah. it was really, really hard to make him look bad. I mean, they wanted him to have the worst hairpiece <laughs> you could find, and I found the worst hairpiece I could find. You plop it on his head, and he looks cute. Nothing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a great one this yeah. is uh this is the shower head so they all had the low flow hair yeah. uh you know so they all had their hair batted down you had newman kramer even kramer with his hair yeah. down jerry yeah. that must have been fun what, what was the effect here how did we how did we get to this it's real easy you just uh you know get a water bottle and you spray their hair and their hair gets flat and it's done that's it you know <laughs> it's not a lot of work <laughs> Oh, you're you're, you're downplaying this because this is a classic. I mean, you did it with Morty. You did it with the whole everyone had it. Um, It's just so funny just to see, you know, Kramer with his hair down and Jerry with his hair like this. It's a classic, uh, classic scene. It's fun ruining people's hair for a shot, you know. (laughs) You're an Emmy winner. Stop being so modest. I know you put a lot of work into this. (laughs) No, not a lot. (laughs) All right. So here's. This is the episode, Jerry, when he switches apartments, Kenny Rogers Rose, a, a favorite of many in the later seasons. So, I mean, a little different, but Jerry, I think, of the four, stayed kind of the most consistent with his hairdo over the years. What, what do you think about that? And what do you have to do to make him more Kramer-like in this episode? Um, you know... It goes it goes by so quick. It's not like it has to last for a week. It just has to last for a few hours, you know. And uh, so it's um, it's it's not hard to mess his hair up. <laughs> He's a very neat guy. You know, I mean, his character is very much like him. He's he's a neat freak. And yeah. uh so when he does that, the uncomfortableness of having his hair not look right really works for him in, you know, for his character. Now, this is a dumb question, but do they, before every episode, are you fixing all, the, all their hair? Like, does everyone sit down with you or are some people like they come in and it's ready to go like a Jerry? Uh, Jerry is pretty much ready to go. He wears his hair the same way all the time. Nobody else comes ready. I mean... Jason, there's not a whole lot. He would kill me to, if he heard this. Uh, it's really, you know, I, I used to, when his hair was a little longer, I used to blow it dry with a very tiny, you know, round brush to get the waves out of it so it wasn't so wavy. Um, so I would do that. And with with uh, uh, Jason, Michael. a little bit, in the back of his hair, in the on the top near his bald spot, um, there used to be a, like a little dip where he didn't have hair. And so I would kind of fill that in with eyeshadow. So it, his hair looked more symmetrical in the back. And in the front, you know, across the top of his head, I would dust a little eyeshadow and his hair would look like a little thicker. Um, but that's all I would do for him. And um, uh, Michael Richards' hair was basically the same all the time. He yeah, he'd be already with that up, with his hair up like that. He would come yeah. in sort of already yeah. there, huh? Yeah, he'd come in like that. Oh, interesting. And that when when you joined the show, that was you know he kind of that was established, and that was kind of 
It's a big thing. So there was it no got a little bit more extreme as time went by. Yeah, it's it noticeable. So, yeah, it wasn't so noticeable in, in the earlier shows, but later on it got more extreme. Yeah, <laughs> you you mentioned that before we get to this, I just had to touch on something. You mentioned George with the blow dryer and the hair. Yeah. Just reminded me of a scene where he's looking at a picture of Dennis uh, Franz on his door in the bathroom and he's blow drying his hair with the brush. Yes, uh, it, was, yes. it was pretty funny yes. because that's exactly how you just described it. Yes. Um, that's a great one. Cause he keeps going for that look. Um, what we're looking at here is the, the, the late, great uh, um, uh, Estelle Harris, um, who we all loved um, and the doll that, that sort of had to look like her. We were just wondering, you know, you know, you could touch on just working with Estelle and also, you know, was this doll part of your department or was that more of a costume? Yeah, no, it was. Props? Well, yeah. it was props. Props had to get the doll, but they <laughs> came to me and asked me to, uh, to fiddle with it. And so I did. This is great. Yeah. They look, they look so, so good together. Um, yeah, I mean Estelle. I, I guess we didn't really touch a lot on the on the secondary characters. Um, you know, with the, the parents, you know, Jerry's parents oh, she, and Morty. She was wonderful, and Jerry. I loved Liz Sheridan. She was just wonderful. I did her hair. Liz I Sheridan's. Did, I did Estelle's hair too. Estelle too, nice. So, like, what's a typical day? I mean, a lot of the guest stars they love kind of the sitcom life. It's kind of, I don't know if it's nine to five, like. It sounds like you're, I mean, you're touching a lot of characters. Some of these shows, you mentioned The Pie had, you know, a ton of guest stars in it. So what's kind of a typical day in the life of uh, the hairdresser on the set of Seinfeld? Well, you know what, uh, Seinfeld was not shot like a typical sitcom. You know, like, for instance, Murphy Brown. Um, Murphy Brown would shoot their show on Friday. Seinfeld would shoot their show on, I think it was Wednesday. but we shot scenes uh, on Monday and Tuesday for the show on Wednesday. So we worked three, three, sometimes four days a week um, on Seinfeld. And they were different. They were shot like single camera the, the other two days. And then we would come and shoot it like a sitcom. And we'd be there 1130, 12, one o'clock in the morning by the time uh, by the time it was all over on the shoot day. Like when I did Dear John, I would go to work at two o'clock in the afternoon and we, they would, we'd get them ready, they'd shoot the show and I was home leaving at 9.30. But that never happened with Seinfeld. Huh, interesting. Good old Judd Hirsch, I'm sure he was a lot of fun as well. He was, he was very funny. <laughs> all right, here we go, Judy. We're looking at uh, more Elaine here and more. This is on the Bizarro Jerry, where you had a, I guess you had a mirror, um, each character, right? With Jerry, George, and Kramer with Feldman over there. What can you tell us about this? Like, what did you get from the script and how did you kind of design all these hairstyles? Uh, well, there, there really wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of design to that. I mean, the guy, the guy over here, well... I can't show you that, can I? Um, the the guy to Kramer's the left guy. of George. Yeah, um, his guy. hair was the way his hair was, and the guy to the right of George was, and and he did not, and the guy to the left of George did not look really like Kramer. They were just, um, they really weren't mirror images. They were types of people. You that would makes say. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and Elaine. Did she chop that off or did you kind of wrap that up? It was wrapped up. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, Elaine, I mean, you did a lot with Elaine over those, those last few years. Yeah. yeah it was ver- fun. Versus, yeah, the, the first original uh, five and a half to six years. Yes. It was really fun doing all of that. This is, all a, right, this this is, is our last uh, one. So last one, it's an interesting one. It's a fun one where uh, Jerry, there's like a flash forward to Jerry's future if he doesn't get married right before he, pr- he proposes to Janine Garofalo's character. Um, and we show Kramer and Jerry is sort of middle-aged. Um, you know, Kramer still has the poop and not as big. His hair's longer in the back. Jerry's hair is a bit more uh, gray and, and bigger. I, I'm, I just kind of, if you have any memory Actually, of this. Actually, it's not, there's no more gray. It, it, we didn't put gray in his hair. Oh, that's just lighting, I guess. Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, you know, uh, frosted glass lighting kind of. Um, we really never did very much with Jerry's hair. Yeah, even even for that one, how huh? it's interesting. Um, that was the last of the slides, right, there. So that, yeah, that was the last of the slides. So, and Judith, we just hear from so many people, like on the set, how kind of uh, everyone was so welcoming. It sounds like you and Jason and Jerry. It sounds like you guys had a, a great relationship. Yes. Any other? We talked to Wayne uh, Cannon, uh, you know, yes. a lighting guy. Like Larry, obviously had you on Speed Dial. Like, tell us about some of the kind of relationship. Well, called me once in all those years. <laughs> we can use his number if you still have it uh <laughs> um, but yeah tell us a little bit about kind of just the relationships you've, you've fostered over the years maybe if you still talk to anybody uh from the old crew i still talk to um i still talk to jason um i i don't see julia too much anymore she's done a couple of series since i i was going to do a series with her after that uh but i got sick and uh, I, I couldn't finish the show. I, I got sick the first night of the show and, uh, and I had to have surgery. <laughs> and oh, so um, I couldn't get over the surgery till the show, the pilot was over and it lasted about two weeks. And then, um, so I didn't get to do that with her. And, uh, and, you know, over time I was just doing other things. And so we never did work. We, we saw each other like at, um, um, television Academy things because I was on the board of governors. And so I would see a lot of people that I knew and had worked with. Um, but I, I don't really keep it. I used to go to Julia's house and cut her hair too, uh, you know, just on a regular basis, but over the years, um, you know, I, I, that sort of waned away and, uh, um, I never did have much of a relationship with Michael Richards. He was a little too frantic for me. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I still, I still talk to Jason That's and great. I've done several things. I did a, I did a TV movie called Bye Bye Birdie with him. Oh, right. And, uh, I did another thing in Canada with him where he wore a piece in Bye Bye Birdie and he wore a piece in this other thing was called the the man who saved christmas i think we did that in canada that was really fun to do and uh, and i did another short thing with him after that and then uh and then i've been retired for a while oh so. beautiful that's awesome i don't work um, with anymore <laughs> You know, we 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 touched on obviously the main four, and you just mentioned your relationship with them. We, we've we've talked to so many guest stars on the show. 
Um, just just kind of if you remember any that kind of stuck out to you as far as like a guest star moment where you had like sort of a memorable anecdote to share that maybe, you know, you had so there's so many famous guest stars that came through, but maybe not, you know, just anyone that maybe came through that you kind well, of remember. The, the really famous guest stars like Bette Midler, um, she she was really um kind of remote. I mean, she was sort of uh, surrounded by her people. And so it was difficult to, um, you know, you couldn't really have a conversation with her or anything like that. Vicki Lewis was really fun and great, but I can't remember a particular um, anecdote with her. Um, let me think. Uh, I, you know, it was... It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the Tim Watkins of the world and uh, Brian Cranston, those types. Oh, he was wonderful. He was very funny. And um, he was really, really a great guy. Um, and uh, Robert Wagner and Jill St. John were on the show. Oh, yeah. Danny Danny Woodburn, we, we spoke with him. He's great. Yeah. He's that show. Yeah. I didn't really have much to say to Robert Wagner. Jill St. John, I had met a few times. So, uh, you know, we were able to talk and stuff. Um, so after you do these guys, after you do these guys hair, do you, you go sit in the audience and, and watch the show? Like, were you a big fan of the show? Oh, I was. Yes. I watched, I, I watched the show. Not every episode. Most times when I work on the show, I don't watch the show. I don't want to see it again after I've already done it. Um, but I watched Seinfeld. And, uh, uh, but I wouldn't, you, you don't go and sit in the audience, you, you're backstage. And every time they say cut, you go out there and you make sure the person's hair in, in my, for my department, you go out there and you make sure the person's hair looks the way it did in the, in the last take right. so that they can cut these takes together and you don't see a difference. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Sometimes that's hard to do when Julia is flopping around and being crazy <laughs> and all of that. And you want to, you have to go back and you have to make sure her hair looks the way it did in that last take, no matter what it looked like. <laughs> and so, so that was, you know, that, that was pretty, that would be the intense. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, you know, we're talking about an iconic show and, and obviously you had a large part in that. And it's, it's one of those shows What's what I always find fascinating about Seinfeld, and it's it just you know, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those uh kismic things or whatever. But if you look at like the four of them, you know, you have Kramer's taller than the rest of them, then Jerry's like kind yes. of neat and put together, George is a little bit short and stockier and bald, and Lena has her really, hair. Really you short. can like silhouette them like perfectly, and everyone knows like who they are and the way they look visually. And you can do that with just their heads and their hair, and it's all okay. That's Seinfeld, right? It must have been, yeah, you know, amazing that's to work on. That. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes it was I was very surprised when I was, you know, doing my little research and watching all these episodes. There were some episodes I would watch and I'd go, I don't remember this, you know, because there were so many and they went by so fast. Uh, you know, every week was a different episode. So you have to forget that episode, do this episode. Um so it was, I, I had a few little awakenings about episodes I, I felt like I was seeing for the first time, even though I worked on it. Yeah, I mean, listen, you were part of 102 episodes and, you know, you, you people don't, people at home probably don't think about the hair too much, but I mean, 
we just went pretty deep on on how important hair was to the show uh from elaine to george obviously jerry to kramer's famous uh hi hair so we just we can't thank you enough this has been an absolute treat judy um thank you so much for uh you know, I, I don't know how anybody could be interested in the hairdresser. Oh, but, come on now! <laughs> so I'm so happy that that I got to meet you guys and and chat with you and uh, be a part of your show. And so I'll Thank watch you. the podcast and see. <laughs> yeah. Pleasure is all ours. <laughs> Thanks so much, Judy. All right. Thank, Thank you, Judy. you. This was great. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.